Hello, and welcome to episode 96 of the Casual Tryhard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And this week, a little grab baggy, but uh, I got fired up listening to another podcast. <laughs> and I was like, here's a topic that I think we should talk about. I don't know how long it's going to be, but the now perhaps great debate of historic versus pioneer. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. I, I didn't listen to that podcast, but we can talk about it for sure. Yeah. So if you want to get at us uh, about your thoughts on Historic and Pioneer, you can tweet at us at Casual Tripod. Yeah. If you want to share your Kaladesh drafts, you can hit us up on Facebook, Casual Tryhard MTG. You can also drop us an email, show at casualtryhardmtg.com. If you want to ask us any questions or sh- send us show ideas or what have you. Uh, don't forget, if you're looking to pick up any singles, like from Commander Legends, make sure you use our TCG Player affiliate link, tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com. Anything you purchase after following that link will help support the show. We'll get a small sliver of it to help keep the show rolling. If you want to support us a little bit more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Uh, patrons get early access to our show notes so you know what's coming up in the episode when it's released uh patrons also get access to our pre-show which is basically just us catching up because we don't get to see each other anymore make making sure our sound's working our internet's working our internet was not working this time so there's some dead air in there but uh patrons get access to that raw footage uh we also have a youtube channel uh casual tryhard mtg on youtube and we have a discord channel uh, there should be a link in the description. There's a pinned post on Twitter with a link. There's a post on Facebook with a link. If you can't find the link anywhere, uh, hit us up any of the above ways and we'll send you a link. Speaking of Discord, we had some people that wanted to associate our voices with our Discord handles. I think for both of us, our Discord handle is the same as our username for Arena, right? Yep. I am Dr. Gamer, PhD, pretty much on all things. Yep, and I am Greasy Jockey, uh, also on all things. So, so. Uh, my wife is Dr. Gamer, MD, on, uh, on, the, on the things I have set up for her. So, <laughs> when we play Harry Potter, we, we look like a little power couple. Um, <laughs> well, you are a little power couple. A little power couple. Um, so, they were asking, like, what I do. So, if you're <laughs> new... Uh, the Dr. Gamer PhD thing is because I am a doctor. I teach organic chemistry mm-hmm. at a mid-sized university uh, in <laughs> in uh, Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And I guess I've been there for like eight years and been playing Magic. Well, I started in like high school, mm-hmm. then took a long hiatus through college and grad school, and then started up again in, does math, 2004. 14 15 somewhere in there 15 i think i think you came came back to the game a little bit after i did yeah so you came back in like theros yeah i came back when theros released so i came back Which almost been like the end of 13 i think yeah and i came back at the uh beginning of cons block i do believe that was my first set okay yeah so it would have been just like a year after that yeah and I'm James. I am a shop foreman at a Volkswagen dealership here in Myrtle Beach. Fix cars, train employees, deal with problem cars. I don't know, kind of have 
kind of a similar mindset when you're doing, you know, technical repairy stuff as uh, like playing magic. Um, it's all about solving problems, using the tools at your disposal to get yourself out of a situation. Probably part of the reason why I kind of gravitate towards like mid-rangey value decks because they're a little bit more toolboxy than like a combo deck or an aggro deck or a control deck. I like having all of the tools laid out for me and find my way out of, like I said, out of problems. Um, that's basically what I do for work is troubleshoot and fix problems. But similar story to Brian, I used to play when I was a kid. Um, I played from like the very tail end of Unlimited through Visions, I think. And then off and on here or there, I'd still pick up a booster pack at the store when I saw one, but didn't really get back into the game until Theros. One of my friends, we were at Walmart pick, looking for bolts or something for a car we were working on at like one o'clock in the morning. Walmart was the only place open that might have the bolt we were looking for. So we were we ran into Walmart and had seen some packs of magic cards at checkout. And my friend said to me, Oh, you know, I used to have some of those when I was a kid. I liked the pictures on them, but nobody I knew actually played, so nobody could teach me how to play the game. And I said, well, I used to play the game a lot. Like, I used to go to tournaments when I was a kid. I remember, you know, spending Saturdays in the food court at the mall playing Magic or, you know, wherever wherever would have us. And uh, I guess that was it. We bought some starter decks and taught him how to play. And as soon as I found our local game store, I got hooked again, and I've been playing pretty much nonstop since then. Yep, kind of same thing for me. I played through Urza's yeah. block and then went away, and then yep. got the the iPad Duels of the Planeswalker. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this is fun!" And yeah. so I I played that during my honeymoon in our downtime, <laughs> and I was like, "I should like go play like for real." And then I went to the store and then started playing. Yeah, I actually. I've had some back issues from work and have been out of work a couple times for, you know, back surgeries. And I remember one of the times I was out, I actually made a magic online account and played a whole bunch of popper, but I don't remember when that was. Huh. Yeah. I don't know why I'm just remembering that now. <laughs> there you go. But we've been around for a bit and yeah, kind of have lives outside of it but we do our best oh, to yeah. keep informed with things and like we just have institutional knowledge of the game that we can hopefully share and impart and we have those hot takes which 2020 is all about hot takes these days oh yeah um i, I need to bring my twitter to, hot takes more <laughs> as to like more of the show stuff one of the reasons we started doing this show was because we had kind of graduated to being part of the older crowd at our game store. Um, a lot of the people that were around when we got back into magic had kind of disappeared and there was a younger crowd, less experienced crowd hanging out. And uh, we'd always get asked a bunch of questions. And a lot of times it was stuff that we had just talked about in our group chat. So we figured why not talk about this stuff, you know, formally and record it and, that way, when people had questions, we could point them somewhere. And it kind of, over the last couple of years, yeah, we've been doing this for almost two years now. Almost two years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of evolved into what we have now, so. 
by all means, if you guys have any questions you want to hear about, that's why we started the show. So ask away. All right. So our first topic is something that came to me when I was listening to uh, Arena Decklist. Mm-hmm. And they are of the mindset that that you don't need to have historic and pioneer both exist. And okay. we gave pioneer a good run, mm-hmm. but no one cares about pioneer and historic super interesting. So why don't we just not work towards putting historic on arena or sorry, putting pioneer on a, arena and just make historic a paper format that eats pioneer. pioneer. Yeah. Wow. That is so I did not listen to this podcast and you kind of pitched this idea to me and that is not at all the take that I thought they were going to have. They were are just like pioneers are dumb, no one cares. You know, it's maybe not all wizards fault because like the pandemic happened and so no one's played pioneer and we don't need both, so let's just get rid of them. And I was wow. in my car going like, "No, that's an awful idea." So I am of the mindset that we need Pioneer. Yeah, I agree. I think Pioneer is great. And I would argue that it's more interesting than Historic is. Like Historic is, like the only thing that makes Historic different than Pioneer is it doesn't go back as far currently. And there's like random smatterings of cards thrown in. Again, I think, as we said, the design principle has been they just take a box with every card Magic's history, they yeah. go to the top of the Watsi building, and they dump it out, and yeah. any card that lands face up goes into Historic that month. I think so, yeah. And it's like, it makes no sense. So, so let's start with why Historic needs to exist. Because I'm not saying that we don't need Historic. Right. But I think we need both or if we had to if if one had to die i feel like it should be historic well all right so i wrote down some thoughts like i said i didn't know what they had said and again you kind of caught me off guard because that's not the take i expected to hear but for historic there absolutely needs to be some sort of non-rotating format on arena because when cards rotate out of standard players need some place to play them especially since there's no like dusting system like those cards would just basically not exist even though they're still in your collection after they rotate out of standard so there has to be some place for those cards to go some place to play them even if it's only a small percentage of those cards that are still seeing play it gives players the perception that your cards are still something you know what i mean yeah, I mean, I basically only play recently historic best of one just neoforming people. Yeah. Right. So like I'm I'm all there for historic being a thing. And yeah, like because of the economy they've set up, they can't just not have they can't just have standard. Right. Because people wouldn't keep putting money in or would maybe yeah. put money in at a lower rate if they felt like this investment 100% spoils in mm-hmm. two years. Yeah. So I don't want to put any money in because I know in two years or for a core set in a year, I'm not going to be able to use these cards anymore. 
Yeah. The other thing is that the, so the other reason why I think historic, so the last thing was just kind of something like historic has to exist. This one is historic specifically has to exist because like historic cards would be, it would be really hard to curate that format in paper because of what makes the format. Just being anything that's on arena means that random cards that would be hard to define if you weren't an arena player are going to be legal in the format. Like if you tried to make historic a paper format, it would be hard to say, okay, it's all of standard from the last three years plus jumpstart. And then on top of that, there's also like 40 extra cards and some welcome deck stuff that's legal. And but there- there's also Kaladesh remastered and Omniket remastered randomly. Right. Right. So it's not um, all your Omniket stuff and it's not all your Kaladesh stuff. Oh, that's that's a that's true. That's another point that I hadn't thought of. It's only it's only the specific cards that they picked. So it's like half of yeah. the sets that you have. Yeah. Right. So and then like the the argument against that would be that things like Jumpstart don't have to exist on arena. I think it's good for things like jumpstart to exist though. I've actually really been enjoying having a set release and then a month or two later, something else to draft on arena. You know, we had a set release and then I'm cut remastered or we had a set release and then jumpstart and then a set release and then I'm cut remastered and then a set release and now Kaladesh remastered. I think that's a good timeline for arena releases i I mean i wouldn't want to keep up with that in paper but i think that that's a good timeline for arena because like two months is probably about as long as you can keep somebody's interest in a set i was gonna say that i'm sure that they see this big uptick in people playing the new set yeah and then it probably falls off like a month or so or six weeks later so then they're like okay let's put a new product on here to do that because i wouldn't be surprised if in december we get arena cube again could be yeah where they're just like oh well people don't care about kaladesh as much anymore right so let's do or like how long is kaladesh gonna be on for because i have no idea i feel like omniket remastered was like there for like three weeks or a month and then yeah, like went away. It was about a month. Right, like just long enough. Yeah. And then it went away. And you're just like, okay. So then they, yeah. f- I'm sure they feel like they have to put the next thing up to kind of like keep the cash flowing and people engaged. Yeah. I, I mean, it's kind of the same problem like we were talking about with like the metagame churn where people play so much arena that they get burnt out. You know what I mean? And I think when you're trying to, you know, from a business standpoint, when you're trying to sell packs, like if you were at your LGS, you might get a draft a week in. You're really not going to get more than that, even if you're like a diehard player. Whereas on Arena, the Night Kaladesh Remastered came out. I ran through four drafts. Yeah. Like Like that's never going to happen in paper. I sat down yesterday and from like six to 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I did three drafts. Yeah, I, I won. It, I won fifteen games. In, yeah, in, 
I mean, even so when I was um, dating, but the wife lived 10 hours away, I was at my peak. I was doing four drafts a weekend. Yeah. I was doing the seven, the midnight, the seven and the midnight. The body can't take that uh, (laughs) too long. And my uh, the amount of battle for Zendikar cards and uh, cons cards that I have is like infinite because I just drafted those sets constantly. But yeah, like doing four drafts in a in a in a weekend required you to like it was a seven hour plus commitment from like 7 p.m to three or four o'clock in the morning right two days a week yeah right i could no longer do that yeah whereas on arena you know i can sit down and do that in four or five hours yeah just like oh or like you get like a you know you go like three three and it happens Mm -hmm. pretty quick you might be in the draft queue again right in under an hour oh yeah very easily so but because of that like I kind of like these extra releases that we're getting for Arena, and I kind of welcome things like Jumpstart or the remastered sets. Or I mean, I mean, there's. I would not be surprised at all to see another Jumpstart, even if it was only on Arena, or something along those lines. Um, some other project that just puts a puts a bunch of cards on Arena that you know is a limited release or whatever. Um, I mean, they could, like, if they wanted to, like, break Arena, they could do, like, Pioneer-only mystery boosters. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Where they just make some giant, like, it couldn't be the 2,000 cards that mystery boosters were. Just because there's not as... But you could put, you know, a 1,000-card set. Oh, yeah. And just have it be... But just be Pioneer cards. Yeah, just do, like, all of the RTR block. Oh yeah, you could just do every Ravnica set. Yeah. Just here you go. Here's every Ravnica set. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, just take out the really garbage commons. Like, ooh, a three, <laughs> a three mana three three? No, thank you. No yeah. text? Go away. <laughs> um, which like in the Kaladesh set, they have that like five mana five four no text. Yeah, why is I'm that like, there? I'm like, who is this for? At no point do you would this card ever go in your deck. There is not a right. point that you're like, you know what? I want that. Uh, also, while we're talking about Kaladesh Remastered, we kind of touched on earlier about how aggressive this format is. And you mentioned that you do remember Kaladesh being somewhat aggressive because of the thriving creatures. Yes. Are all of the thriving creatures in Kaladesh Remastered? I think I've, only the rhino. Well, I've seen the rhino and I've seen the turtle. Oh, and the turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are the only two I've seen, though. Yeah, the the red one was the gremlin that was like a 2-1. Yeah. That grew. And the black one was the rat. Yeah, and I forget what the white one was. Yeah, I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, I the only good one is like the, the rhino. But, yeah, they're missing like same with like the creatures that I don't know if all the creatures that when they attack you can pay two energy to make a servo. I know there's the red, the blue, the, the white, white. One's on there, and I don't know if the green one's on there. I don't, I the, the black one is. The black one is. Black one. I have two in my current deck. Yeah, <laughs> and the red one's good. Yeah, I don't but, remember seeing the green one. Yeah, I'm assuming there was one. It would be weird yeah. that they didn't have like finished that cycle. 
But yeah. yeah, like some of the stuff that's like missing is just like, oh. Yeah. But like like I said before, like you just forget how aggressive vehicles make everything when you like you play your four drop and then next turn you're just like, oh, my thing effectively has haste attack you with like a five five trampler. Yep. That I paid four mana for. It's like, yep. oh, oh, that's really good. Anyway. One yeah. of the other things, like going back to what we were talking about with historic, is so we talked about things like Jumpstart or the remastered sets, like adding to the historic card pool. But I could also, I mean, I don't think secret layers are going anywhere. They seem to be popular enough. And I think I heard somewhere they have like two years of them planned out already. Um, wow. Yeah. So I don't think they're going anywhere. But I could easily see them doing the same thing for Arena that they're doing for Magic Online also where you get like a code that lets you redeem them on arena and get like the cards so that that might be something else to push secret layers or vice versa to drive people onto arena where, you know, you buy whatever secret layer it is and, you know, you get codes for those five powerful cards on arena. It's another way to increase the card pool, you know, drive players like cross cross platform players, people playing in paper or, you know, arena. And I, th- I think those kind of things are neat and historic, something like historic would give you a place to play all that stuff. Yeah. To like, to just kind of stuff all that random stuff. Yeah. So like the idea of historic becoming a paper format, like part of the reason that, you know, modern and legacy more so legacy, right. Mm-hmm. Have, have kind of withered on the vine is it's just so prohibitively expensive to get in. Right. And how much is a Muxus right now? Oh, I don't know, a bunch. Like seventy dollars. An Alice an Allosaurus rider is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Right. There's such a kind of a crunch on these like jumpstart cards, especially the, the new ones. Uh Muxus is thirty. Okay. Uh but like especially the newly designed uh cards, like you'd yeah. be pricing people out of your format before it even started. Yeah, Elasaurus right. Shepherd is ninety. Yeah, if, and Tiny Bones is forty. And now imagine if like they were playable in a non-legacy, right? Like one v one format because I know they're player mm-hmm. playable in Commander, but just mm-hmm. like a non-legacy one v one, like they would skyrocket. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you announce that, like goblins would cost like like Muxus would be a hundred and twenty dollars a piece. They'd be like Jason oh, yeah. White Sculptor bucks. Yep. Uh, like the day that was announced. Yeah. So I think it's difficult to like, like that format, you would just, you would have to really work on like printing your way out. Right. Of the box you're in. Yeah. If you did that. And I don't think that they, I'm sure they want to print more jumpstart. I just don't think they have the capacity to. Um, I think at this point it doesn't make financial sense for them to print any more jumpstart. Kind of like what happened with the mystery boosters. Like, they have their product line set so far in advance that, like, their product line, as it stood at the beginning of COVID, is going to stretch realistically until, like, COVID is over, assuming COVID ends sometime in 21. And they're not going to interrupt their product line because they couldn't get enough of a product out. Like, that's not how their cycle works. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, even if they wanted to, they just don't have the ability to like their printers are tied up 
So even if they were like, well, we can make more money off of Jumpstart, they can't find a place to print them. Yeah. And like as of right now, products like Mystery Booster and Jumpstart, well, they're like play with your friends format that uh, like sets right mm-hmm. like the you don't buy jumpstart to just crack a bunch of packs i mean you can right but like the idea was is that you cracked your packs with your friend and played right not just like and so same with like mystery booster you could just crack a bunch of mystery boosters but mm-hmm. like the, it was made to draft i mean commander yeah. legends has the same kind of problem right right like it's it's a set made to draft with Mm -hmm. and you know it's not the easiest to get people together right now right Right. so i agree that historic should exist but i don't think that it needs to like exist as a paper thing because like you said just being like yeah it's these full sets these partial sets this random supplemental product but not this yeah. one. Right. And yeah, not Mystery Booster, just Jumpstart. Yeah, not Commander Legends. Yeah. Just, and, and then you're like, oh, yeah, and here are these 40 cards that we like, randomly like picked. more coming, right? There's yeah. supposed to be another Commander Anthology coming soon, or... Uh, historic Anthology? Uh, historic Anthology coming soon, I think. Yeah, so, it, like, it would just be hard to, like, curate as, like, like you said, like, yeah. you, you could not take a new player and right. explain to them what they could play in their deck without right. like a chains of Mephistopheles type flowchart, <laughs> Right. To, to show them what they should do. Well, I mean, there was a thing on our discord channel last week or the week before where somebody was playing one of the random intro deck cards that is not standard legal or would not be standard legal but is on arena because it's in the welcome deck. Yeah, yeah. So you also have stuff like that, where if the welcome decks changed, that card was once in a welcome deck. Everybody has it. It's historic legal. Might not be standard legal if the welcome decks change, but if you were trying to play in paper, you might randomly you know, have somebody playing a grave dancer against you. I mean, some of the cards are arena only. Yeah. Like they just oh, you don't mean like they just don't have a paper card? Yeah, the like the bad Johnny's Pilgr- uh, Pride Mate. Yeah, that doesn't exist in paper. Oh, same like there was uh, in the. I think there was like a, a mono white card, mm-hmm. that was like white white for like a two two flyer. I don't yeah. know if that existed in paper. Huh. But yeah, there, some of those cards just don't exist in paper weird they're just like arena only cards yeah so it'd be super hard yeah to like make that all work i mean they again they could print the arena only cards in the paper but Mm -hmm. right so now pioneer is the format that i think it's it's a year old like Mm -hmm. this month is it only a year old yeah it started last year Man, this year is so long. Right, because February was when Saltai Fire open. Yeah, but that's when Dumpster Fire opened with Inverter. And then right after that was the like Saltai 
Or was that that weekend? We were driving back and it was like Saltai versus. What was that weekend? Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, oh gosh. The Swedish guy in uh, Canister. Jo- Joel Larsson. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't Swedish, but one of those places that's cold all the time. Uh, Joel <laughs> Scandinavian Larson, of Scandinavian, some sort. Yes. Joel Larsson and Canister Peter Grogowski played the final yeah. Saltai uh, Delirium against yeah. uh inverter that was yeah. february man so the format's like a year old mm-hmm. and you know the the stance of arena deck list and i think a lot of people is well no one cares about pioneer so you know they gave it a good run but why why bother and it's like well if pioneer was on arena right pioneer would be like taking all of the oxygen away from historic i think probably because i think wizards would be pushing their arena tournaments would be uh standard and pioneer yeah not standard and historic right and because they they want to get people hyped for i assume the soon to be coming pioneer masters in paper at some point yeah Right? Like, that just feels like a thing that they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pioneer Remastered absolutely could exist. Yeah. Or just, like, you know, like the old Modern Master sets. Yeah. Like, hey, like, here are the cards that are good in Pioneer. Right. Here's a reprint of all the Shocklands. Here's these, like, mythics that no one has. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? And, like, the fact that we just... We had four months where Pioneer was like the thing, mm-hmm. right? To the point that, again, going back to Arena Decklist, they started another Twitter account, Pioneer Decklist. Right. Uh, and then banned Christos uh, <laughs> or blocked Christos. <laughs> but, but like it was all the thing. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened. And now everyone's like, well, no one cares about Pioneer. Right. Because the like, only place to play it is Magic Online. Yeah, and there's no focus on Magic Online. Like, None. all of the focus from every tournament organizer is on a. It's so much easier to look at when you're streaming it, which is the only way to do coverage right now. And there's so many people playing it. There, There's no reason to do anything on Magic Online. Other than the Moxis last weekend. Right. Which I didn't watch. I didn't either. But... Uh, I did see some crazy dickless. But yeah, there's like to say that Pioneer is like was dead on arrival is forgetting how excited everyone was mm-hmm. and all this brewing space and all this focus it had on it. Yeah. And then they were just like, well, we just aren't going to we just can't do anything. So now no one cares. So yeah. like I think if you were to give Pioneer a year of tournaments and people being able to play i think you could reevaluate at that point yeah i mean that's that's another point that we hadn't talked about either is it was like right after our dumpster fire open was the pioneer pro tour right yeah that's what i mean that's the like and then immediately after that there's no more paper events yeah so pioneer never even had a chance to you know, grab a large audience or have the center stage because, you know, obviously people watched that pro tour, but that was it. That's all we had. 
the pro tour happened and then there was not that like time to be excited and play the pro tour decks right and like start iterating on the format and like having like three or four weeks later like the star city event that was pioneer and what's the what's the metagame doing now as it shifted yeah. like it just ended like we're kind right. of in this weird stasis of there's some magic online pioneer results that led to decks i bought being banned all of them <laughs> all of the decks i had being banned yeah. um and the deck i'm working on now might get banned so it's just great it's just great <laughs> if you want to know what the best deck is talk to me and then don't <laughs> buy those cards yeah but right it just we just lost all focus so yeah. like to say that we don't need pioneer on magic arena because we have historic like they don't do the same thing yeah so we gave a whole bunch of reasons for historic to exist and we just told you why Pioneer deserves a fair shake, but we didn't. We haven't said why Pioneer needs to exist yet. Because Brian has like eight decks he can't play. <laughs> That's the only reason for Pioneer to exist because Brian ver- has decks he can't play. I'm very selfish. Yes, it's all about <laughs> it's all about me. So I actually did a little bit of research here. Hey, now I I knew why, like in my head, Pioneer needed to exist. But I want to find some numbers. So there needs to be a format kind of between standard and modern. For those that don't know, modern goes all the way back to 2008, I think. Yeah, 8th edition. As far as card pool-wise. That's a lot of sets at this point. Do you remember what the... A lot of magic cards. Do you remember what the, like, original kind of, like, pitch of modern was? Uh, It was when they changed the card frame. Well, it was well. That's when they that's that's when they start. Is when they change to the more modern card frame. Yeah, right? but it was this is a place for you to play all your old standard decks. Right, right. No, that's no longer what modern <laughs> is. Not even close. That's like being like, hey, did you love Mardu vehicles? Well, play that in Legacy. Yeah. Good luck. It's a place for you to play all your old favorite standard decks. No, yeah. no, it's not. And so. Right, we need a place to just like historic is a way for you to like transition your digital collection into it having more value. Mm-hmm. Right, we need a place to have people that start playing Magic mm-hmm. to transition their collections for it to like keep value. Right, not even like monetary value, but just like they can keep using the game pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, you have all this cardboard. Do something with it. Yeah, minor, minor in boxes. Uh, that's what I've done with it. I put it in boxes. But you can, like, there needs to be a format that, like, bridges that, like, standard mm-hmm. giant golf to 2008. Right. Right? And the Pioneer filled that role. It gave you a place that you could realistically play your old standard, maybe not your old standard decks, but mm-hmm. your favorite standard cards. Yeah. So, like I said, I did a little bit of research and through like the 2000s, like 2000 through 2009, Magic was pretty stable as far as player base goes. Uh, there were some ups and some downs, but tip- it looks 
from my research, it looks like it fluctuated somewhere around seven or eight million players for basically that whole period. Sets like Mirrodin, uh, Lorwyn. I'm trying to think what else is like modern legal that's not in Pioneer. Um, Kamigawa. Yeah, Kamigawa. The first Ravnica. The I mean the original well, Zendikar. I, like the the first Ravnica was pretty popular and Zendikar was popular, but yeah, stuff like Kamigawa and Mirrodin to some extent. Like in Lorwyn especially, there was kind of a dip in the game at those during those sets where like they actually lost players. And then since about 2012, there's been a, I mean, not just steady, in some cases, exponential growth in players. So right around 2012, the information that I found said that we had 12 million players. And then in 2013, it was at 16 million players. In 2014, it was 22 million players. And then in 2018, we had 35 million players. So the number of players like kind of went through the roof during that period of time. That means there's a whole bunch of product out there and there's a whole lot of players that have cards from that period in time that you know maybe don't fit into modern, maybe they missed out on some of the early modern stuff and there's not really a good home for those cards. So that's kind of like the numbers behind why it makes sense for something like Pioneer to exist. When you have this huge group of people that came into the game during this time, there's a huge amount of cards there that nobody's basically doing anything with. It makes sense for something like Pioneer to exist to you know give those people some place to use those cards. Yeah, and like we talked about last week, Modern's a really expensive format to buy into. Mm-hmm. And giving people a place to use their cards can make it where they don't have to then like, you know, donate a kidney for the rest of their cards. Right. It gives you a way to, to hold those players longer. Yep. Right. Like, Oh, I don't know. Team or energy was my favorite deck. Well, you could play a better version of team or energy in pioneer. It might not be great, but if you really like that deck and that's what you want to do, giving you a way to keep those cards longer. Yep. Right. And keeping you going to tournaments and, you know, buying packs yep. is what they need to do. So yep. to just like be like, nope, you have standard. And then you have like, like a historic now in paper. Like, yeah. I don't think does the same thing. No, it definitely doesn't. Cause eventually, you know, Oh, a historic's going to reach back to where pioneer is. It's like, okay, well then there's a spot for that is pioneer. Right, and I can tell someone, "Hey, it's all your like RTR cards forward," mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, I understand that timeline." Right, it's not like it's your RTR cards forward plus Grizzlebrand and <laughs> Platinum Angel. Yeah. Okay. Why? I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So, right, like, I feel like there are there is a big player base there. Mm-hmm. That you yeah, could just need some, some focus. It needs some focus, and I said, like you said, there's no way to give it focus right now. Right, right. Only the diehardiest of diehards play Magic Online. Yeah, right. The people that were playing Magic Online in 2005, and yeah. this is like all they know. 
Magic Online is arena for paper boomers. It is. It is. Yeah. Right? And I think those people, unless there is a an event that is specifically Pioneer, they're super enfranchised, and so they're playing Modern. Right. Or they're playing Legacy, or they're doing Vintage Cube. Mm-hmm which there's a ton of vintage cubes I need to watch on YouTube, but <laughs> they're doing vintage cube or something, right? They're doing, yeah. they're playing these older formats because they have the cards. It's not like a cost for them. Right. Right. And so the people that are newer, right? The people that started at RTR or Theros, I'm sure a lot of them aren't like magic online grinders. Mm-hmm. So they're just not experiencing pioneer at all. Right. So Pioneer would go to 2014, roughly? Uh, no, no, RTR was... That's why I picked 2012. I think RTR was the tail end of 2012. Okay. So... Well, no, it couldn't have been. Well, yeah, no, yeah, it had to be... It was the winter or the fall set for 2012. Okay. Because Theros was the fall set for 2013. So... Is that right? Or we're off a year. It might be 13. Yeah, I, think, I think I'm off a year, yeah. 13 is RTR. 14 is... Theros. Theros. Because I... I guess when I was when I was started... Yeah. When I started, I started in the fall... Uh, the spring... No, spring. God, the summer. Pick a season. Mm-hmm. If I say all <laughs> of them, I'll get it right eventually. One of in, them will be right. In the summer of 15, and that was the tail end of... Blue Con. white, well, that was of of Sphinx's revelation. Oh, okay. And Supreme Verdict was like summer 2015. Yeah. And then Con started, and that stuff all rotated out. Yeah. So the shocks left, and then we got to fetch lands. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would have been 13, but there's 16 million players there mm-hmm. that presumably have RTR cards. Right. right, or and even even if you you know skip RTR and you go from Theros, like all those twenty two million players, you know only have to buy into shocks to play Pioneer. To play Pioneer, and and if they were still playing, they might have them from the last, from this last return to to Ravnica. Right. So yep. you have this um, this player base that you need to serve mm-hmm. that might not like. Or just might not enjoy the play patterns of modern, right? Yeah. Like, they they someone who's like, I hate Blood Moon. Well, yep. Okay, like I don't know, they're every like three percent of your games in modern, someone's Blood Booning you, mm-hmm. right? And if you hate three percent of your games, maybe you're like, I don't want to do this ever. <laughs> the other ninety seven percent aren't worth it, right? So, it does give you a this player base to to work towards, and it's just. It's an interesting format that really I don't think has been fully explored. Yeah, I don't think it has. It never had the opportunity to. It never had the opportunity to, and the way they were like curating the format mm-hmm. made it kind of difficult, right? Because whenever right. you found like the best deck, it just got banned. Right. And so it was like, oh, that deck's too good. Go away. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. that Because think about like Pioneer's life cycle was... We played for two weeks. They banned some cards. We played for three weeks. They banned some more cards. Like the yeah. formats wasn't done 
like settling out like even like the list of what cards were legal right wasn't settled right so like i am all for pioneer making its way to arena so mm-hmm. that it gets more eyeballs and can pull people in. Because mm-hmm. I think if you had, like, Crokies playing Pioneer as opposed to Historic. Yeah. I think that, right, that would make the uh, the format way more popular. Mm-hmm. And, like, his most recent deck that he posted is just a Pioneer deck. Yeah, what's he playing now? Uh, blue black rogues. Oh, okay. With four uh, glint sleeve siphoners. Thought seize. Thought seize. Loris. Yep. And then like your, the rest of your like rogues. Yep. But it gets fatal push. Mm-hmm. So it looked pretty solid, but I mean that deck's legal in pioneer. Like he's playing a pioneer deck. Right. So, I mean, unless there was just, like, a random Phyrexian Tower in the mana base. Well, there is also a Jumpstart Rogue that I've seen in lists. uh, Oh, the Una's Blackguard? Yeah, that's the black one that puts counters on. Yeah, I don't think he had one of those. Oh, okay. But, yeah, that's that's the other, like, random random Rogue that, like, whenever a creature with plus one plus one counter deals damage, they discard a card. Is that what it is? Yeah, it comes in. Don't don't like rogues enter the battlefield with a counter on them? Yeah, so it comes in and it's like metallic mimic for rogues. Yeah. And then when a creature with a plus one plus one counter deals damage to a player, they discard a card. Oh, okay. So if you get three creatures with a plus one plus one counter go in and deal damage, you just mind twist your opponent. Whew. That's rough. Yeah. But yeah, like, but for the most part, it's, you know, I think his version is a pioneer deck and like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's good enough for pioneer, but it it would be something to have more people working on those decks and to just have a bigger card pool because, right. I don't know if that format would get quote unquote solved as it won't get solved as quickly as standard Mm -hmm. and based on the mox lists, like. The format's kind of all over the place. Yeah. It wasn't clear. There wasn't like there was a consensus of what the best deck was. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's partially because there's not eyeballs on it. Yeah, like there's, it's not like there are, you know, it's not like standard that has three million games or whatever happening a day. Right. And figuring out the format is like, oh, like 300 people played like a league. Yeah. Magic Online, like, woo, we got like fifteen hundred games in, we did it. <laughs> and so that's just not the same kind of like churn, and it's fifteen hundred games that no one's seeing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean that that's a whole nother part of it is the games may exist, but you know if a bear shits in the woods and no one smells it, did it happen? Yeah, did it happen? Yeah. Nobody knows. So, long story short, I think that. Pioneer and Historic can, like, both exist on Arena. I think just because, like, you can't give people something and then take it away. Well, I I mean, there's even if they have complete Pioneer on Arena, there's still arguments for Historic existing. Yeah. I think that, like, Historic Brawl, like, Pioneer Brawl 
probably doesn't need to exist. Just historic brawl. Yeah, just and, historic brawl could be fine. And I like the idea of things like Jumpstart being on Arena. Like something that's not a standard legal set that wouldn't go into Pioneer. I think those kinds of things are cool for Arena. Like there's no reason why we can't do, you know, Jumpstart with new decks. Or, you know, maybe we get Conspiracy Draft or something on Arena. Like a new Conspiracy set that's, you know, a set that's made to draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you... like those, those kinds of things are cool, and Historic gives you a place to use those cards afterwards. Yeah, to, where like, Pioneer doesn't. Yeah. Right, and if they do another Jumpstart or they do a Mystery Booster or whatever, mm-hmm. right, and then those formats become... And historic and pioneer become wildly different. Yeah. Right. Then it won't feel like, well, I'm playing pioneer. I'm playing a watered down version of historic by playing pioneer. Right. Or I'm playing, you know, uh, just like wacky pioneer by playing historic. It's like, no, they're like two completely and totally different formats. Right. And like another thing is that, like Oko is legal in zero formats on Arena right now. I think as he should be. It's still in my collection. Like if I go search for Oko, he even though he's red and can be played in zero decks, he's still in my collection. You know, maybe Historic gets to a place where they can unban some of those cards. Maybe you know, maybe not necessarily Oko, but you know, if you know by yeah. adding in these supplementary sets and these. Um, historic anthologies or whatever making the card pool you know over time more powerful maybe things like that can get unleashed yeah here is your uh agent of treachery have at it yeah yeah no i agree that you could do something like that but like they would just they just end up being vastly different Mm -hmm. and like you could see that you know pioneer could become the like arena like grinder format Mm -hmm. where that's where the people that are like super competitive go and play because they're prepping for tournaments right or like there's a ptq in pioneer Mm -hmm. and then the historic is more like the laid back fun area yeah i mean if there's pioneer on arena it takes some of the focus off of historic also yeah because when this, when all these tournaments in historic started, I was like, you know, hey, this is going to like kind of forever change what historic is. Yeah. Because for the longest time, like the litmus test of historic as a fun format was, I don't know, you were five percent to play against treasure hunt. <laughs> One, yes. Right. One in every twenty matches, they were mono islands playing treasure hunt. Yep. Right. And now you never see that deck. No. Because it's not competitive enough. Right. And there was a point where it didn't matter if it was competitive. It was fun. It was fun. And people did it. Yep. And, like, people might still find it fun. But, like, if you're just not doing anything and getting rolled by goblins every single (laughs) game. Right. It doesn't matter how fun you think the deck is. Yeah. You're putting it down. Right. Like so, what did you do today? I played for three hours. Oh, how much did you win? You you, you rank up? 
I went 0 and 75. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, I died on turn four. I died on turn four. I died on turn four. <laughs> oh, God. Right? So, yeah, I think that them having a way to use those cards is good, but mm-hmm. making Historic a place that, like, if you're a somewhat competitive player or a more casual player, you know that, like, Historic is the place that you can go chill and right. just like play your favorite deck. Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, you're not going to be against the person that is like trying to figure out the 75th card in their sideboard. Right. Right. There's like, okay, I need to get from this deck having a 55% matchup to a 55.2% matchup. Yeah. Somebody that's on their 200th game with that deck. Yeah. Right. And I think that's also a good place to have for people. Mm-hmm. Right, because you don't you don't want to scare people off. Yep. So there we go. So I think they can both exist. I yeah, think only I one needs too. to exist in paper. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't ever see a reason for historic to be played in paper. And to just write off the format of Pioneer without fully taking into account that there's no format in Magic that you could have launched. And then basically said, for the next year, you can't play this format. Right. That would look great during that year. Right. Everyone loves modern, right? Could you imagine if they did the like community cup, which kind of, or the community streamer event or whatever, which Mm -hmm. kind of launched modern. And then they played for three months and they were like, yo, you're not playing this format in paper for a year. Yeah. Right. Oh, we should get rid of modern. It's no one cares. We only care about extended. Right. Right. And then it would, and it's like, well, you know, 15 years in the future, it's like, oh, modern's the most popular non commander format. Well, I mean, modern was the most popular format for, I mean, not that long ago, modern was the most popular format. Yeah. But to have just like thrown it out because, like, oh, it didn't get off to a good start. Yeah. Right. Because the world ended. Mm hmm. So. So, speaking of things on Arena, yeah, uh, you, you follow the uh, the Twitter account every so often, especially when there's a new set like Kaladesh, mm-hmm. decks start popping up on Twitter, and uh, I try to find the goodies or the ones that are interesting, and yeah. apparently I found a banger. Oh yeah, this thing's great. The uh, Mardu Vehicles list that you posted up, I don't believe I've lost a match with it yet. Um, I've dropped a couple games, but I, I'm almost positive I haven't lost a match with it yet, and I've played it almost exclusively since you posted it up. It's a little bit different than the traditional Mardu vehicles list that we played like during Kaladesh Standard. If I remember correctly, the Mardu vehicles list didn't play Bomat Couriers. Is that correct? Uh, I think some of them did. I think it just depends. Yeah, so, I don't remember Bomat Couriers being in there, but this list does. And Bomat Courier is one of my favorite cards, like, ever. Oh, man, um, I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, yeah. So so uh, that Mardu Vehicles list yeah. was brought to you by at DWC Podcast One. Oh, oh. man. Shouting <laughs> out another show? Yeah, another show. <laughs> Boy, this isn't, a crowd, this isn't a crowded media space at all. <laughs> Hey, I've never heard of them, so. Yeah. Yeah, take that DWC podcast. It is a good deck list, though. Yeah. 
So Anon. It also plays Gideon Blackblade instead of uh, Gideon Ally Zendikar, which kind of fills similar roles. Um, Ally Zendikar makes your team wide, uh, just makes two twos every turn, whereas Gideon Blackblade is kind of just a beater that either makes your attacks a little bit better with it giving indestructible or gains you some life with lifelink. But both of them kind of serve the same function in fueling up your heart of Kieran. Yeah, I guess you plus Gideon Blackblade, which lets you fuel heart like every turn, whereas LA Zendikar didn't plus, right? Well, yeah, it only plus to become a creature. But yeah. since Gideon, like the turn it comes into play, is a 5-5, five five, yeah. it just gets to crew heart. What's well, a 4-4? Four 4-4. Four. Four four. But it just gets yeah. to crew heart yeah. for, for free. Right. Right, without having to spend loyalty on the front side. Mm-hmm. So that, like, next attack, your heart can be crewed by your Gideon on defense yeah. and block, so your Gideon's just, like, super well-protected. Yep. The uh, the man is also a little bit better than the old deck because we have Pathways and a Triome now that we didn't have before. And you have all the shocks. Yeah, you have all the shocks, too. Yeah, the man is way better. Yeah, way better. Also, I don't remember the old version's Ratchet Defiance. Like, I think they ran it in the sideboard, but not the main deck. Is that correct? Yeah, it was the sideboard thing for control. Yeah. Uh, that's because you had uh, four mana Gideon in that slot. Yeah. Right, you didn't need that. You didn't need Chandra. I mean, it was playing, you know, it was playing uh, veteran motorists Yeah. At, at, at different points in its history. So, like, you just have more cards because, like, you know, Bone Crusher Giant is better than like anything, right? That deck kind of played. Yeah, I mean, it also gets to play Thought Seize now, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah like it's it's kind of Jundish. It's very Jundish. Where you're just like some card advantage and just piles of removal. Mm-hmm. Right, like yeah, I can't, I can't imagine Porch and unlicensed disintegration. Yeah, I can't and imagine that, that uh, what's it called? Uh, Goblins uh, fares very well against you. Uh, it does not. I almost said something when you were talking about getting rolled by Muxus like 30 games in a row because I played Muxus three times and they haven't even gotten a game off me. Yeah, they, they just they just can't. Yeah. Hey, it was if you were playing Treasure Hunt, you're going to get rolled by Muxus. <laughs> I didn't say yeah. anything about playing interaction and removal. Right. But yeah, the deck, uh, like I said, it's on the Twitter. It is the kind of deck that you look at and you're like, this is like good, clean magic. It is very much so. And if like historic can support this, how mm-hmm. do you do against um, like, have you played against like sacrifice? Is that. Yeah, it, it's a little bit trickier. You can get put pretty far behind. Um, like if they resolve a company, but the deck is so good at applying pressure. A lot of times they don't have the chance to like, even if they resolve a company, a lot of times you can just attack through it and win. Okay. I mean, they don't have something that deals with a four, four flyer. Right. For two mana. Right. Yeah. No, they, they need to assemble an engine to deal with it. And you just don't give them the opportunity to. Yeah. Your whole deck is about that. Not allowing them to assemble an engine. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it it looks it looks good, and like it is 
a very mid-range-ish kind mm-hmm. of deck. Yeah. Also, fun thing that you guys might not think of. So it has Kroxa in the sideboard. It does. You can use Kroxa to crew your vehicles before in response to the trigger that has it die. Uh-huh. So you can like go heart and then turn three be like, Kroxa, tap it to crew my vehicle, have it die. Now my fatal push is on. Kill right. your three drop. I did that the when you sent me a message and said you were setting up for this show. I sent you a message back and said that I was in the middle of a match and I'd let you know when I was done. I did that during that match. <laughs> did they just instant concede? Because like that just seems like just such yeah, a beating. It, it was super brutal. I also had a Bomat Courier on the board with two cards under it. It was Ooh. great. Yes. Yeah. I had a game yesterday where my uh, opponent resolved uh, Angel of Invention. Oh, yeah. And my hand was uh, Fatal Push and yeah. uh, Vengeful, whatever, the 3 2 that gives something neg 3, neg 3. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, huh, all right, Fatal Push my own token. Yes, Re- Arena, I'm sure. Play my guy, give your Angel neg 3, neg 3, scoop. They just scooped. Nice. They're like, yep, we're, I am now dead on board. I was fine. <laughs> now I am not. Awesome. I was like, yeah. Like, good job, Fatal Push. Wait a two for one, me, but we, we, we got there. Hey, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Hey, they were tapped <laughs> out. That was the winning line. Also, yep. I might be breaking the Kaladesh format. Yeah. In in draft. Okay. I'm, I have a six, I've done eight drafts. I have a 64% win rate. Wow. My last two drafts, I went 7-2 and 7-1. Nice. Yeah. Well, they were both pre-con decks, but, you know, look, it's not my <laughs> fault. It's not my fault. So, so what would you find that's breaking the format? You're right. The format is ridiculously aggressive to the point that, like, I almost refused to drop uh, draft five drops. Yeah, we, we should back up a second because that was a conversation between me and you and not in Discord. The first day, I think it was the first night of Kaladesh drafts, I had sent you a message and said I did three drafts. I went like seven one, seven two, six three, or something like that. And that's what I had told you is I don't remember the format being as aggressive as it currently is. All of the drafts that I did were like red, black aggro, red, white aggro. And when I tra- tried to draft something a little bit more dirtily, I just got hammered. Yeah, it super punishes you if you um, stumble at all. It's yeah. it's kind of absurd. I yeah. killed multiple in my last red black draft. I killed multiple people on turn four or five. Yeah. So I have drafted red black aggro uh, three times, mm-hmm. and I am fourteen and seven with it. Wow. I've drafted red white aggro twice. I went had a one three and a seven two. And the one three I just like got color screwed. Yeah. Like two games in a row, and I was like, all right, cool, these things happen. But then like every like I did like a blue red energy deck and a green black counters deck, and the green black deck was like super aggressive as well. Yeah. Right. Like you just go so wide and you forget how like aggressive vehicles are right like basically giving every one of your creatures haste mm-hmm. 
yeah, so the format is really aggressive. Like, I hesitate, like I said, I hesitate to draft five drops. My current yeah. deck is red-black aggressive, but it's improvised. So oh, I have okay. a, uh, the two-drop artifacts that make that make two artifacts, that make a 1-1 one, one and, like, leave an artifact around. Servo schematic? Servo schematic. And then the white one, the Cogworkers Puzzle Knot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then four improvised creatures mm-hmm. to, like, try to power those out. Yeah. And then I have, like, the the improvised guys that make a, a servo whenever an artifact, non-creature artifact dies, or non-token creature artifact dies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can then combo with uh, the black guy that lets you sack artifacts to get counters, and then the red 1-3 that deals damage whenever an artifact comes into play. Yeah, that guy's really good. I had four in a draft. This one I only Ooh. had one. I wanted. I had five in my pool, and I took one out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, card's card's good. But so yeah. far, like, I've only drafted one non-red deck. Hmm. I drafted green-black the first time, yeah. and I've kind of just slanted towards red because it has good removal and... Yeah. Applies like, good pressure. Yeah, it's all you want to do is just like turn things sideways in this format. Yep. It's a little one note, which gets like a little sad. So I have the deck that I listed. It was red, black, aggro, and I just wrote, deck is a pile. I thought it was god awful. I went 5 3. Wow. I was just like, oh, I'm just attacking every turn. That's all that matters. It's <laughs> okay. all that matters. Yeah. So it's interesting that it is as aggressive. It's more aggressive than I remember it. You're way more aggressive. Uh, if in with all of that stuff, I think we got a show. I think we have a show. So, Where can our listeners find us if they want to shoot us some questions or show ideas or talk about the decks they're building? You can get us on Twitter at Casual Tripod. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Casual Tryhard MTG. You can drop us an email, show at Casual Tryhard MTG.com. Don't forget if you're looking to pick up any singles, please use our TCG Player affiliate link tcg.casualtryhardmtg.com anything you purchase after following that link will get a small cut off to help keep the show rolling if you want to support us a little bit more directly you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg we also have a discord channel set up lots of cool people hanging out in there a lot of good discussions if you're interested in joining in the conversation uh, follow the link in the description or on twitter or on facebook or you can send us a message and we'll send you a link to get in. I'm James. My handle is uh, Greasy Jockey on Discord. Um, you're Brian. And your handle is Dr. Gamer PhD. I am. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else for this week? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, with that, we will catch you guys on the interwebs. Catch you on the internet. <laughs>